Okay. <clears throat> so, I, uh, I had some technical difficulties in those first few attempts to record that, um, frankly, uh, disrupted my train of thought, I'm sure for the better, because uh, as I was uh, pontificating, quite literally, a bunch of nonsensy, uh, tangential uh, comic book uh, diatribe, as I was offering the universe that, the universe offered back the mute button and uh, kind of left me uh, rechecking the enthusiasm slash uh, core uh, attention that uh, my attempt to communicate here is driving toward at at I don't know the the concept of what I'm doing I guess is what I'm trying to convey in this next chunk and <clears throat> by that I mean whatever this chunk is is going to be long-winded and I'm sure uh, not fun to listen to not meaning that I'm going to uh, cause disruption no I am going to be scattered and unsure of what I just said if I believe it because I am not the right person to be delivering this message so I am stumbling constantly and I think I can say I've been stumbling for most of my life I mean I have my shit together in the sixth grade for a sixth grader like I think I was right where I wanted to be but I have been just letting arrows hit every conceptual place on my armor since most of which I've been shooting into the wind and letting circle back and pop me. So, uh, with those kinds of, uh, hmm, with that kind of static to disengage, uh, the concept reroutes are, I guess, inherent. But I do try to, at least somewhat, drive the train uh, at least forward if there's no track but I can't help that the left turns and reroutes of life have always I don't know been the most attractive part to me so I'm never going to change my style of communication from bursting with energy and more to say than I can get out I don't think there's a place I'd rather be and so to say that I can have a conversation with myself that is at that level is inane there is no way to converse with oneself in the capacity that you converse with others but to say that I am at times so uh, consumed by my own idea excuse me and the um, maybe innovation or connection it's creating in real time that I can get verbose and in so doing oftentimes uh, probably unlistenable so well I don't have anything I can do about that 
I get it. I get that that's not fun for especially a short attention span burst driven world, but I think there are too few people willing to think through the hard shit right now. And honestly, that's kind of all I've been doing for a decade, especially when it comes to the personal inventory of who you are, why you're living the way you are, and what you can do about it if you need to change. And this is not some <clears throat> orange and yellow speckled paperback that's, you know, 450 pages of nonsense trying to promote some offer that you'll eventually get to. Never, ever have I respected any concept of intellectual property. And meaning that every idea came from another idea. Nobody just was universally isolated in a complete vacuum of non-impact, having an idea of 100% originality. There is no such thing. Even whatever the first idea was, whatever fish man thing fell out of the ocean into the canyon of nonsense that is life, to have thought, had another thought, like, oh look, what was that? Uh-oh. That's enough. Uh-oh. You know, maybe that's how it started. But the point is, to think with such, I don't know, dismissal of everything else that you have some sort of ownership over some conveyance of thought or discovery of contextual use. I mean, whatever. It's nonsense to me. And so, again, I am not here to tell somebody else that something I am saying is not something they said 10 years ago and have said better. I'm sure there's a ton of that shit. But you know what? I can't listen to every single thing. I've listened to a lot. And there are some people who are heroes of mine, Sam Harris, that will always be people who I turn to in need, Sadhguru. They're just our voices out there that are so complex and yet well offered, Joe Rogan, that to not be listening is to be missing. But to saturate yourself in a market full of saturation, to me, was a direction I could never head. I was pulling back while everyone else was jumping in. I don't have any presence on any of it. What Facebook presence I have is because either I have had to have it for work six years ago, or I'm selling shit. That's it. And I did not go to my high school reunion, my 30-year reunion, because I don't have a connection to the person who I became in this later stage in life. And I'm so disoriented by how compartmentalized I have behaved and the compartment that has opened without any kind of push by me in any capacity. If anything, I had quit 
expecting anything other than disappointment. And the fact that I redirected all that is perhaps, it's the easiest explainable as a CIA slash uh, self-induced delusional uh, mind redirect of complete thought exchange. I used to think this way, now I think this way. I used to see these things in the universe, now I see these things in the universe. This is what used to be my past, now this is what my past is. My point is, the clarity with which I organize things now is what I had dreamt of most of my life. I didn't have the capacity in which to see the universe with the sort of vibrational frequency I can see it now. And I'm not talking about that sort of vibrational frequency you see the whole universe on when you're using acid and other favorable hallucinogens. No, I'm talking about how you can see the discordance of things not operating well, of people behaving in a way that is less than human. And I don't mean lizard people baby raping uh, conspiracy. I mean less than their humanity offers. And trust me, nobody has thrown less than their humanity had to offer into more scenarios than me. I've done it in places where I'm just, uh, God, I can't even look back. The memories are flinch-worthy. But it doesn't matter because I can't redo it. I have yet to figure out how to go back in time. I've yet to figure out even how to let go of things that truly hurt. But I have figured out how to put them in context that allows me to then live more closely to undoing them. I don't know how else to put it. Because you can't change your past, you can just reorganize how you're, you're composed in the moment right now. And what that means for your very next moment and your very next moment and how a little bit of cascade can create a whole new you. And again, I don't mean to, to present this as some sort of offer to discover yourself. I mean to withdraw into who you really are. Because I believe that we are consistently fed lines of disruptive nonsense. These bilinear opportunities to think one or another. I think we are tripped by that kind of... Uh, that kind of presentation as beings. We love to team up. And when they offer a clear A, B, we love to be part of team B or team A because of blankety blank nonsense that we are trained to think. And how often are you truly in the world given an A, B scenario? What you're really good at is figuring out lots of variables simultaneously all organizing and operating at once. It's not about the simplicity of life being drawn on whether or not a fetus is a human being or not at 12 and a half weeks. That's a valid question. But to think that it has some sort of destination in our political capital and not in our living rooms and community centers and just our daily interaction of being decent people to each other. I don't need you to legislate decency to me. I know when I'm being decent and I know when I'm being indecent. It's always been there. 
And I think for most people I've ever talked to, that line's drawn pretty clearly. And so what I found is that I can no longer live with the simple parts of me that know how to be decent. I know how to be kind to people. I know how to compliment people who are doing something mundane and not noticeable. I notice them. And if I tell them for whatever reason why I think they're doing their work well, it has impact. That's easy for me to do. So what I'm saying is there are just, there are types of windows that I've always been too busy, too myopic, too frankly self-involved to be looking for. And it's not really me. I've been trained to think so by narrowly, by, I don't know, flip a coin, put me on team B because I've been taught these things to think so clearly team B is my choice. I mean, I didn't come here ready to choose teams. I mean, let me put it this way. All humans have a desire to group up. I get it. And all humans have a desire to group up with those they feel most comfortable with. I get that too. You know, I do. I just want to know why we're grouping up the way we're grouping up lately. Because I don't recognize the, the love that used to be the foundation of almost all communities. When I was a kid, I mean, you could ride your bike around town and see neighbors out in loving scenarios, whether it was mowing the yard or pulling laundry or chasing their kids around the backyard. It didn't matter. People were clearly living happy, fulfilled, and loving lives. That, And I'm not curmudgeonly about it. I'm just saying I think we have become distanced from how simple it is to be able to see the windows and to do your best to, to find ways in your own life to just reorganize and be more true to yourself. And so when, when the, when the, uh, when the compulsion to fix this, um, hmm, I, I don't, I have both uh, mystical evidence and uh, direct evidence of my, um, what can I say, late stage transformation from, um, from uh, an anarchist and full-blown skeptic to hmm, a believer in the importance of living in this 3D world in a way that spirit matters. And I am not religious, so not religious, 
that the only religious background I have is two parents who told me, don't be religious, and uh, a whole bunch of academic uh, forays into religious nonsensical uh, conversations with everything from professors to gurus to classmates. It didn't matter. I always thought religion was for the dumb. And I still <clears throat> kind of do. But I also believe I was as dumb as I'm willing to say any fanatical Christian uh, has been coaxed into uh, themselves in the way that I had so easily dismissed spirituality in spite of having felt it and resonated it in enough at least um, self-reflection to be aware I was broken. And again, broken, yeah, I'm just kind of a dick. I'm also kind of a shy guy, so it's kind of not all unusual for me to be boastful and I'm maybe not all that kind of person. And so, you know, you can explain yourself into a whole bunch of nonsense that you're not, which is something I was very good at because I do like to shine on. But when you get the opportunity to, uh, I suppose, you see the echo of that behavior in society and understand how you have been critical in letting society break because there are so many ways that I saw ways to be a better person that I didn't ever act on or even give a shit about. And because I, why would I, in this carnival of an existence, why would I have the capacity to believe in anything but nihilistic chaos, honestly. If you have not fallen into that spider web, then you just haven't thought through the most likely evidence-based analysis to come to the conclusion that even in spite of the fantastic uh, Alice in Wonderland pill bottles. Pill bottles? She didn't take a pill bottle, did she? No, she drank something. Some hooch. Point is, I'm all in on the AI simulation thing. Except for Descartes, pretty powerful on that one. And it just, uh, I don't know, how can I be such a doubting Thomas amidst a non-player character universe, and then how can I be the non-player character with so much doubting Thomas? The paradox is real, because the world feels like the simulation theory has merit, has value, has, has resonance, has the point of consideration to trying to understand how we might just be save files in the process of being saved. I don't know. There are so many stupid holes to fall into that it just doesn't matter. The point is, it's seductive because there is cosmic uncertainty for all of us. This road didn't come with 
any map whatsoever, nor did it come with any explanation for why you do some of the stupid-ass shit you do. And we all do it. We just do stupid-ass shit, right? I do a lot of it, and I still do it. Even when I know I'm about to do some stupid-ass shit, sometimes I choose to do stupid-ass shit. I, I can't even tell you how a person who's trying to have a valid, good, lifelong experience can know that and then engage in that. That is the definition of sadomasochism, I think. I'm actually not all that clear on that kind of stuff, but let's just say that if self-harm and self-loathing are two sides of the same coin, there's a coin I don't even flip. I just let it land right on the edge because I'm capable of both in ways that are just moronic. So, again, having given up on myself, the concept of redemption is silly. It's religious nonsense. It's, you know, Peter at the gates of heaven and all that shit, right? It just doesn't matter. It can't matter. It doesn't matter. Ugh. Those are the thoughts that won't quite ever take root and prosper because then you run into shit like 9-11 where you've just been lied to at such an egregious level that you're kind of... I don't want to say morally shaken. You're just, your foundation is, it's not, it's not rock solid because it had never been rock solid. You just had the illusion of rock solid foundation that now has clearly been stripped away. And call it what you want, gaslighting, however you want to look at it. This was the first epiphany I had about what it's like to know me outside me because I knew that the fucking nonsense they were telling us was nonsense. But they had plausible deniability. And listen, I'm all in on the tactical. They out-tacticaled the situation. But it doesn't mean they got away with it. They didn't. They just maneuvered enough pieces on the board to make the game for everybody else a game not worth playing. And frankly, it cost some people their lives. This is just, this is the kind of disregard that makes me weep for the caustic outcomes that reverberate through humanity. All of that pain is because some people got too full of themselves. And it doesn't matter who, it really doesn't. The point is, somebody got too full of themselves and either deserved what was coming or precipitated the act in a way that was delusional. And again, it really doesn't even matter. But once you've shattered the veneer of the world is imperfect but working toward perfect to the world is in chaos because chaotic players are throwing chaotic dice, uh, it's, it was soul-sucking for me. Like, I was... I'm devastated that there are people out there not just with the same sort of deviant gamesmanship attitude that I can certainly wear, but that they've embraced that side of themselves and run with it wild. Because uh, that side of myself is nothing but negative energy because it wants to one-up the universe. It wants to walk out of the room with the smoke bomb as I 
vanish into midair to everyone's astonishment while stealing their wallets on the way out the door. It is the ultimate I'm smarter than you maneuver. And I, I, having been victim to I'm smarter than you more than I should have allowed ever, any of that is not allowable, just so uh, we're clear on that. Though, to say I've acted that way would be 100% false. I have, at many times in my life, believed I was smarter than the room, and uh, I am now here to please tell anyone else in that situation, you are not, period, all the time, you're wrong, back off. Uh, that said, I'm not hypocritical. It took me 52 years to learn that. So. If you're in your 60s, all I can say is, <laughs> what up to you, motherfucker? But anybody else, I get how hard that struggle is, especially if you are a tactician. So, um, so what I'm trying to coordinate here is a, uh, a line between my, we'll call it 21st century, um, storyboard versus what I'll call the United States slash world at large 21st century storyboard and how directly as I was becoming aware of the impact I had on those around me by the way I acted in new ways, profoundly new ways that fundamentally resonated enough to finally balance me back into a position of moving forward with clarity and grace and purpose. Um, and these are words that sound like they should be written on the back of a bathroom door in a church basement, right? Like, I don't use the word grace, but it was the word that spilled out of my mouth. And honestly, it is the right word because I am not talking about graceful as you cross the room, not tripping on the rug. I'm talk, talking about the grace that comes with walking into a situation, expecting to walk out a better person than you walked in. To me, that's graceful. And filled with grace is to try to bring to the situation as much as you're going to get away from it, knowing that both of you will get away from it better than you started. And so, to pretend that I've been grace-filled in my life is <laughs> completely wrong. I have been so ungraceful. I have literally put... Uh, I have been ungraceful. So, the truth is, I have been ungraceful intentionally, but in many ways I've been ungraceful because I hadn't understood what it meant for me to be filled with grace. So, having spoken about enough grace, that is a word I probably will use again, but certainly not as much as I did in the past minute and a half. The real challenge is not how to walk into something, a white uh, fairy, and walk out a whiter fairy. Oh, did I just, oh God, I hate when I have to question myself for racial bias like that. Like white, black. It's so ingrained in us to think black is bad, white is good. Uh, uh, I'll just give myself that for now because I'm not going to get into that. But believe in me, when I uh, notice myself have those kinds of intuitions, they sicken me. 
Nothing sickens me than being trained to think for whatever reason that I'm better than somebody else. I hate that we've been trained to think that we're worse than other people. As a white male American, you can imagine, I have very little experience there. But as everybody else has experienced, the humility that comes with the grace of being the bigger person is something that I didn't understand. And rarely was I given an opportunity to be the bigger person. But by figuring out who I am, the opportunity to be the bigger person is all over. It's everywhere around me. And this is stuff I just would have missed if I hadn't just woken up reprogrammed. So what I'm about to discuss for the next however many audio sessions it takes is that I really think that's all it takes to save humanity, period. And not from that which foibles all civilizations going forward. I'm talking about from the inside. Like, we can't all be lovable if we don't learn to love ourselves, period. I can't imagine a world where somebody comes along and tells us all how to think in a way that makes us all think, now we got it, now we get it, now it's, you know, it can't happen that way. It just doesn't make sense. Everybody that tries to tell us what to think becomes a demagogue, and then eventually that turns out with somebody having to either be cloned into oblivion as a lizard-eating uh, baby killer, or, you know, they end up, I don't know, doing destructive things. Point is, it has to come from within all of us. But if all of us blossom, then what's out there is undiscovered because we'll quit being paralyzed by having been told what to think. We'll start acting as who we are. So I plan to go through all the blickety blick that is my, um, the tarnish on my, uh, my 17th century dresser is great because uh, I was totally disregarding of that particular unit when uh, I was overdoing cocaine off of girls' uh, breasts. There are ways that when you loathe yourself, you'll sink to try to find unity and some sort of connection. They're all false. They don't work. They all end up being just further sliding of one's feet down the lung or down the rungs of the ladder of disrespectability, personal disrespectability. So I get chasing that dream that you're going to somehow jaggedly roll into exactly the right jagged fit on the other end that's going to turn you into some sort of yin-yang magic fit in the universe, but it just doesn't work that way. So if it doesn't work that way for a single person to find another person, how can it work for a group of us to be told how to think? Right? You just have to live it. So, well, oh, is there a lot of people... Is there, I was about to say a lot of talk out there, but are there a lot of people out there talking nonsense and blip it, blip, 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 right? All the time, like I've been doing for however long this has been going on. But I just feel like there has to be some base level of understanding of what I'm up to so that when I go, <laughs> when I go forward with uh, uh, the next stage of my project, um, it isn't with some sort of reckless YouTube, Instagram, 
what what else is it what's up i don't even know doesn't matter it's not in any attention seeking way it's to further the connection i have with myself and as a demonstrable example of how easy i will have flipped my life into one that is filled with joy from self-satisfaction of becoming more connected universally in my reality to a self that I believe in, which is kind, understanding, and forgiving. So that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, obviously, uh, the other part that uh, I think has some merit is that I start here with nothing. I'm looking across the room. I had to borrow seventy-something uh, dollars from my mom just to cover my T-Mobile bill, but um, that's only to keep a phone on because uh, I need to be able to be reached because I have a seventy-nine-year-old mother and an eighty-one-year-old father, and at the very least, um, if one of them falls in the bathtub, I don't want to not be available. So. Um, you can imagine that actually my phone bill matters to me. So having to borrow that from my mom is embarrassing at 52, but it's all right. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Um, but being in a position of having poppered my life out to where I literally am penniless was in, not really intentional, but it was with regard to how much disregard I have for money. And I'll explain that some other time. But the, the truth is, there's no value in chasing money. There's no value in having money. Money is made up nonsense. Now, of course, we need some sort of lubricant to facilitate the exchange of goods, services, products, yada, yada, yada. I get it. But money is, for me, like chasing pussy. It is just to fill holes that are so deep they can't be filled. So I'm not saying there aren't people out there who honestly are pursuing uh, financial reward in a capacity that brings about the true um, self-satisfaction that their humanity seeks. I'm sure there are. And uh, otherwise, uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, you do not want <laughs> me anywhere near <laughs> a discussion on the economy. I know nothing. I know nothing because I'm just not interested. Money doesn't interest me. And so, um, yeah, I do a lot for my parents, but that doesn't justify the fact that I had to borrow 80 bucks from my parents to buy, pay a phone bill, right? Like, that's just bullshit. So, again, whoever you are, don't think I have more. I have less. I have less. I have more horror stories about actions that you will think, you did what, dude? I mean, seriously, at some point, I have no reason not to tell you because I'm even aghast at some of it. And yet I don't dismiss it as not valid or uh, of import. It has influence to this day, obviously, or I wouldn't be talking about it. The point is it can't become who you are. It's not how you've been doing things. It's how you're going to be. And instead of saying, how have you been? You should ask people how they're going. How are you going out? Where are you going to go? How are you going to be? Are you leaving here thinking positive thoughts about what's next? And if not, can I help?
I mean, how are you going to be? Are you going to be filled with doubt and dread and misgivings about things you did 16 years ago? Are you really? And if you are, why? Do you have some sort of um, standard that broke, that literally put you in a paralysis of inaction from doing something so tragically wrong to somebody that you have shamed yourself into the existence of you don't deserve better? Because that's easy to do. As a matter of fact, if you haven't done that, well, what have you been doing? So, again, I just, I, I, I used to not be able to see any of this. It used to just envelop me in a way that was suffocating and was honestly, I don't want to say that I've tried to kill myself, but I think about suicide all the time, or I used to. Honestly, now when I think about suicide, I think about how I don't think about suicide anymore. So, again, I'm not here to tell you that you can fix your life like I fixed mine, because I didn't deserve to fix mine, and some of what happened to me was magical. So, <laughs> trust me, as someone who 100% was there from the groundbreaking development of Google Analytics, I'm all about the data, baby. But when the data is mystical, what do you do? Not look at it, not in some way uh, accommodate it into your system of decision-making going forward, actions going forward. I mean, that's what we're really left with. It's easy to dismiss the noisy nonsense of flat earth, or it used to be easier, but the more that there is this stripping of accountability and frankly this dismissal of the obligation that your humanity means something in positions where you are having human stain by acting otherwise maybe you do get away with it maybe nobody is smarter to catch on but you know and yeah I get that this is double bubble Bazooka Joe comic book nonsense. But the shit you do matters. And the bullshit you do matters more than the shit you do. And the fucking bullshit you pull, well, what the fuck were you thinking? You know what I mean? We're all ready to learn lessons, but the real question is, what were you thinking? What from the inside made you act out of whack? Why'd you do it? Like, really, why'd you do it? You know, were you drunk? Were you embittered? Were you dismissed, overlooked, taken for granted one more time, abused, abused, neglected, forgotten about, expected up too much? It, it's part of reality. We didn't just choose to come here so that we could all sail on by like light on some sort of PlayStation 2 dream game. That isn't the point. The point is we came here where there is matter in forms that both accelerate and retard our interaction. We are the gods. We are the ones who are physically changing that which is around us. 
Everything we do is an echo across a universe of expansive infinity. So it feels like nonsense. It feels like the sort of butterfly flap in Brazil that just does not bring about a tornado in Oklahoma. And obviously, no incidental references intended to cause any negative thoughts to anybody in weather-stricken areas. But you can't get through life without some chaos jumping around. Just that's the point of coming here is to test yourself, to let your soul have the opportunity to show that it knows when to stand firm against that headwind. And it also knows how to turn around and sail down when things need to be lightened up. You get your whole gamut of actions in a world that is recognizably changed by the outcomes you initiate. What else has it got than that? So, yeah, maybe whoever created this big old playpen has a better set of tools, but they're still playing with the same variables, right? What do you do when you're in this choice? Is it A or B? And those are the questions that fascinate me. Because you don't know until you're in the situation. Then you act. And that action is a part of becoming who you're going to be in that moment. You become somebody new. Act different, become somebody new. It just happens. You don't get to tell me that this is some sort of innovation. That is how it works. And so, as somebody who certainly has been acting in a way that, <laughs> that has brought us to this point, well, here is my holiday gift to all y'all. Love that word. I love that phrase because I'm guessing that's two words. All y'all? Shoot. Yeah, it's got to be two words. Point is, I love every single one of you. I understand every single one of you. I am so sure now that I have simplified how the human experience can be resurrected for the better that I don't deny any of you your agency to find your humanity. I don't want to punish any of you. I want to understand you. I want to be kind to you and I want to forgive you. So, I know that doesn't make any sense to some of you. And to some of you, that is a lot of malarkey from a guy who just spoke more malarkey. And I think my malarkey meter has had enough. I get it. Because I don't think we are here to resonate with everybody. We're here to live our lives as close to the true us experience as we can. And I invite you on how simple I think that journey can be. Because you don't need to have assets, you don't need to have, well, maybe you need to have time. You need to have time to invest in yourself, to believe in yourself, to believe that this journey you're on is your journey. The agency is all yours. 
what you're doing right now, whenever you say, well, yeah, but those are just dumb reactions. Quit having them. Think, why do I think yeah, but on that? Ask yourself that because yeah, but is worthless. Nobody else controls you. That is the only agency you have is that your own mind, the thoughts within, and what you do with them and how you act them out. That's all yours. So yeah, but is, oh, I've been trained to think a different way, so here is my retort. Okay, but that's what I hear. And that's what I am when I say yeah, but. I'm finding a way to excuse having to actually consider what's going on. It's either too much to think about or just something that I know if I start thinking about, I won't like my resolutions. So yeah, but gets me out of having to consider those things. The more you let yourself be comfortable with figuring out why you yeah, but the less yeah, buts live in your life. So I just don't recommend them, but I also don't recommend letting your dog fall asleep on the couch in a position where there's literally nowhere for you to go and she is sound asleep. So well played Phoebe, you win that game. If we were in a match, I guess I concede at least set one. Um, all right. So I know this is rambly and I know rambling is obviously my biggest concern because it is my biggest problem, but there's value in long form communication and I'm not going to go away from it because I do not get to fully set the, the depth and the width of what I'm trying to explain without using circuitous routes to get there. So, uh, I recommend 1.75 to 2.5 speed. You can get there, start with 1.1, 1.2, but once you get to 1.2, jump to 1.5 and get comfortable there. And then the sky's the limit. Well, I don't know. Two and a half to three is where people literally start talking so fast that they're comedy. But whatever. I mean, if you've got a brain that can listen to four times speeds, I hope this is at 4.1. So don't tell me I'm long-winded. I know it. The thing that matters the most is that when I'm trying to think through something and its implications that I use my pauses as an opportunity to mouth check what my brain is telling me to say. And I don't want everybody to have to live in a world where they can't just sputtle out whatever's in their head, but I do have a propensity to lie and I don't want that to be part of my future. So not lying and not being even in the moment self-effusive matters. Now, whether I'm good at that or not, I don't know, but it does matter. Everything about being honest matters.